Super Talk Mississippi media production. Did you know Toyota Brookhaven has sold more new vehicles the last two years than any other dealership in southwest Mississippi? Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. You're listening to the Rebel Report Podcast, where it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Michael Borky. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me once again this weekend. So, the last time you heard from me, Ole Miss was 2-1 and one in Hawaii, and we talked about those games and also the basketball game, and Ole Miss getting a win there. Game four of the series was a disaster. Ole Miss got absolutely smoked. They split the series with Hawaii. Six walks, or excuse me, six errors, 14 walks for Ole Miss pitchers in the final game. They also didn't really put many runs up on the board either on the fourth game of uh, the Hawaii pitching staff, or in the fourth game against the Hawaii pitching staff. So um, if we're being totally honest, game four was a disaster. Um, and this weekend, frankly, I mean, they they got beat uh, twenty two to five in the last two games against Hawaii. Twenty two to five, and that nine to one again, as we talked about in game three, was just seven innings. But fourteen to three was the final score. Again, Ole Miss splits the series, a comedy of errors and free bases. Uh, brutal, pretty brutal start to the season. Now. Look, it's and you'll hear in the live chat, it's important to remember that this is just one weekend. It is a long trip, odd start times, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe, maybe they just played poorly this one weekend. And, and quite frankly, um, there are high schools that could have gotten the same opportunities that Ole Miss had this weekend and not had six errors. I don't think they're going to have six errors every game. I don't think they're going to be as bad in the field as they were uh, in in this one. So the silver lining is uh, some improvement could be had in some areas. Uh, I mean, they they played really sloppy, really bad baseball this weekend. I don't think that that is who they are, at least that bad anyway. And so that kind of stuff can get cleaned up. But it's uh, It was a really ugly start following a really ugly 2023 season. Can they clean it up? Sure, absolutely. Are they uh, going to do that in short order? Uh, they better, uh, because that was uh, simply not pretty. So uh, they got to hit better, they got to pitch better, they got to field better. That's kind of uh, a very gross oversimplification of the weekend, but that is just the reality of it. They have got to improve, and they have got to improve fast. Because that, uh, my friends, is simply, simply unacceptable. The, not not losing in, in one weekend. It's the way they lost, which is simply, simply unacceptable. Uh, Arkansas State on Wednesday, and then High Point in town for the weekend. They got to get four wins, get back on track. Also, the, uh, the the Saturday baseball game starting at noon with basketball at two thirty. Um. I hope that the baseball game doesn't take any crowd away from basketball because that is a vital, I mean, vital, vital basketball game. And and part of me kind of hopes that they'll start that baseball game at 11 
and maybe it's too late to move it up an hour, but just to avoid any possibility of taking students or fans away from basketball for the sake of the high point baseball game, considering the importance of that basketball game. I don't, I don't know. I think that's cutting it too close uh, for, uh, for that basketball game, which again is vital. I mean, that'll be a, a game that Really, they need to win if they're going to make the tournament. So, anyway, that's just me kind of thinking out loud. But, yeah, Ole Miss 2-2 two two in baseball over the weekend. Not a not a good start uh, to the season. But we'll see. You know, there's opportunities to stack some wins. Arkansas State, High Point, Little Rock, Missouri State before Iowa comes in town. That Iowa series is going to be really, uh, really telling for this team. Can they clean some of this crap? And that's what it is. Can they clean some of this crap up before a very good Iowa team comes to town, and uh, starting pitching, just uh, really not good across the board for Ole Miss. Just uh, just the truth. Please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y, and subscribe to this podcast if you have not already, wherever you get them. And it's also brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That's the website if your Mississippi business is in the market for office technology. Anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage, data security, IT projects, phone systems, whatever it is. If it's technology in the office and your Mississippi business needs it, check them out, absms.com. Advantage Business Systems has you covered for all of your office technology needs. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority with 16 locations here in the state of Mississippi. There's likely one in your backyard. They make you their priority with our online banking platform. It's a one-stop shop. All you need is an internet connection. You don't need multiple apps to do everything you need to do with your money like I needed to at my previous bank because Priority One Bank makes me their priority and they will do the same for you. Switch to them today. Bank with me at Priority One Bank. So uh, we talked basketball in the other three baseball games uh, on the, the last edition of the show. If you missed that, check that out. Uh, I'm going to bring you the Sunday live chat now. There, there is some repetition. Uh, it, it just, it's the nature of those things sometimes. It's how it goes. Also, there were state fans in there, so there's going to be some conversation about state because there were state fans in there. Um, so just be on the, uh, on the lookout for that. But I thought it was a good conversation. Talked a lot of basketball, baseball. Um, I, I gave you a crazy uh, Iowa basketball stat, by the way, towards the end. It is kind of mind-blowing. So, or Purdue basketball stat uh, by the end, kind of mind-blowing. So, uh, good conversation here, I think. Hope you enjoy it. We will be back uh, tomorrow getting ready for the Basketball Egg Bowl, an extremely important one for Mississippi State. They, It's not a must-win. they got to kind of have to win it, though. And for Ole Miss, it's an opportunity uh, to, to steal one on the road and really, really make that path to the tournament quite, uh, quite clear. So, interesting game upcoming this week. Anyway, here's that live chat now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Stuff. Let's talk about the busy weekend in sports. A little bit uninspiring weekend in sports, but busy nonetheless. We had basketball, because that's still going on. It, it, it kind of a funny thing that has happened uh, around here, that baseball opening uh, opening weekend, opening day, whatever, uh, grabs a lot of attention immediately because it's something new, right? But, like, there were very important basketball games played around here yesterday with NCAA tournament implications on them, and that just kind of felt secondary to everybody talking about baseball. And so that happened. 
uninspiring performances, but uninspiring performances that led to wins, which is what matters the most. And then there's the baseball. Ole Miss, again, playing right now, getting smoked by Hawaii. There is um, – it's early. You know, you've got to have that that qualifier because it's true. It is early in the season. It is week one. It is February. Judging a baseball team based on one series in February is not the smartest thing to do. However, it's not like uh, both Ole Miss and State, for that matter, were like really good last year, and this is just one series. This is coming off of disaster. And for Ole Miss in particular, looking like this coming off of disaster is very concerning. State at least won their series. Ole Miss possibly going to split with Hawaii unless something changes. They've got to get hot, and they've got to get hot fast. But so far, uh, Ole Miss, is, um, they've got a starting pitching problem uh, at the moment. I mean, it, it's abundantly clear. Uh, no, uh, None of their four starting pitchers were, were able to get deep into ball games um, at all this weekend. And, you know, you're in the SEC. So if you can't have anybody that can extend an outing against Hawaii, then what are you going to do? when you play significantly better competition. That is a a bit of a concern. Mississippi State's uh, starting pitching was quite good, Um, really good. Bullpen gave it up in a loss yesterday, could hit a little bit better. But, you know, um, it is interesting for sure. You, You try so hard not to overreact. I mean, Vanderbilt lost a game to Florida Atlantic. Florida only played one game with St. John's because of weather, and they happened to lose it. It's baseball. You lose baseball games sometimes, but an uninspiring start, especially for Ole Miss to the season, barring some kind of crazy comeback that happens here over the next three innings. But even if that happens, um, the, I think the theme, the story of the weekend right now is uh, is Ole Miss's starting pitching and defense. Errors, uh, errors all over the uh, all over the place. They have six so far today, uh, so that's a big, big issue. And they put too many guys on base freely, so they play poor defense. They walk a lot of guys so far, anyway, and that is what could possibly lead to splitting a series with Hawaii. So uh, we're just going to get to your messages, though. Uh, we'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about, and um, and we'll get going. So uh, appreciate you being here again. Please like the video. The NBA All-Star Game is happening right now. Did you guys notice? Doc Rivers is coaching one of the teams, which is absolutely hilarious to me. Uh, I mean, uh, anyway. Let's get to the messages. Quite a bit to talk about tonight. It's not like it's any like it's worth watching anyway, talking about uh, Ole Miss's game with Hawaii right now. No, uh, no, it is not. Your weekend takeaway, State and Ole Miss basketball, both dodged massive losses, especially Ole Miss, and you know it's very early, but you don't think either will be particularly good at baseball this season. Yeah, and look, I podcasted about it earlier, so I don't want to be repetitive for the podcast audience, but the, the most important thing is that you win. Uh, you know, it's these are not basketball-playing robots. Uh, like I said, they are human beings, after all, and human beings uh, are not perfect every single day. I certainly am not anywhere remotely close to being perfect every day. So why should I expect college-aged young men to be perfect every single day? It happens sometimes. Surviving Arkansas and surviving Missouri 
is a good thing because you win and you didn't destroy your tournament resume, especially for Ole Miss. The metrics really like Mississippi State, but especially for Ole Miss, uh, a loss would have been devastating. Uh, A loss would have made you look at their path to the tournament as it probably doesn't exist uh, anymore. It has been overgrown. Uh, Nobody's traveled down that road for a while. It's, uh, It's game over, man, and they overcame it. But you also have to wonder... Um, why, why did it look like that? Uh, knowing that you're fighting for your tournament life, knowing that, you know, every possession, every dribble, every quarter, every minute, every game matters as much as it does. What well, was that? The effort that you got, that is, uh, also particularly concerning. And yeah, I've got the same feeling about you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to not overreact, uh, to, to what I saw. There's a lot of season left. Things, uh, can change for the better. They can figure stuff out. Uh, you know, on and on and on. O- Ole Miss didn't really start Dylan DeLucia on the mound on their national championship team until like April. So there, there of course, is time. But um, no, I, I didn't really particularly enjoy much of what I saw uh, from, from either team this weekend. Again, a couple of bright spots. Uh, state starting pitching was good. It was really good uh, th- this weekend, frankly. It was really good. Um, especially call call Drogo. I know that's not his last name, but that's what I'm going to call him. He was good. Um, Ole Miss had a couple of bright spots in the bullpen. Um, Leger, uh, has been good. Groff has been good. So there's that, but yeah, I, I have not, uh, been particularly inspired by what we have seen. Can we crowdfund for a new coach? You've never been a fire Bianco guy, but we need to find something new. Uh, I hate to tell you that, that, that regardless of what happens this year, that contract and the buyout language is not going to, uh, lead to a coaching change. So now uh, the only thing that you can ask for, if it does go that way, which, you know, it's still quite early, but if it does go that way, then, um, you might be able to like force staff changes, new hitting coach, because Ole Miss has been absolutely pathetic with runners in scoring position this weekend. Absolutely, like shockingly bad. Um, I forget the exact number. It's like six for fifty-two or something like that. Um, I don't, I don't have that up in front of me because my computer needs all of its bandwidth to to run this stream. But it's something like that. So that's um, not, you know not ideal. Uh, maybe you can uh, require a pitching coach, things like that. But in terms of termination, uh, I, I just, I don't think that's in the financial cards, especially considering what they continue to rightfully spend, in my opinion, on football. They are maximizing every dollar on football. And let's just go ahead and be honest about this too. Uh, there are going to be basketball jobs that come open and those jobs are going to inquire about Chris Beard. And uh, I think that it would be in Ole Miss's best interest to fight and fight like hell uh, to to try to keep him around. And that would require also an increased financial investment. So when you compare or when you consider those two things, the the investment into football and um, again, jobs are going to come open. They're going to inquire about Chris Beard. Ole Miss is going to have to to do what needs to be done if they're going to keep him. That's just the reality of it. Um, I know people don't like talking about that in the middle of the season, but it's just true. Uh, so when, when you consider those things, regardless, I think, of what happens on the field in baseball, when, when you consider the buyout, multi-million dollar buyout, it's not going to happen. 
at least in my opinion. I have been wrong before. Happens all the time. I will certainly be wrong again. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but I just I don't foresee that being in the cards at the moment. And you know, it's going to be funny. We're going to talk like this, and they're going to come back and win because that's just kind of what uh, what happens. But anyway, anyway. Losing Rivas told you what kind of season it's going to be. Yeah, and it, you know, imagine if he and, Hel- and, and Elliot are healthy. Um, so you're, you're probably talking, having a different conversation today, but they're not, and, and especially in baseball, in today's baseball, that happens. Uh, I mean, a, a lot of teams lose guys to elbow injuries anymore. It's, uh, it's an epidemic on especially college baseball teams at the moment. But, yeah, after Rivas went down um, – and, and Elliot not being available this year did put Ole Miss in a bit of a bind, but uh, it certainly should not be as bad as it was this weekend. Starting pitching, um, I mean, at no point do you come away thinking, yeah, they've really got something here with, with this guy. Now, the the stuff is good. I mean, Quinn and Sonye's stuff, quote-unquote, looks like it's capable, but doesn't matter if if they're not efficient and they're putting guys on and giving free bases. It just it doesn't matter. If they have no command, they're they're going to lose a lot. Pitching staff is limited because of injuries, but that's no excuse. Yeah, I mean they knew at least one was coming, right? I mean there there wasn't a realistic expectation to have Hunter Elliott back at the start of the season, so uh, that that was expected. Now Rivas was a huge blow, but still. We need to see Ole Miss come back to Swayze and play. If this continues, it's a serious problem. Yeah, and there are those factors. Uh, I mean, long trip, stuff like that. I, I get all of that. It's one weekend. It's it's weird because it's it's one weekend, but it's not, right? It's one weekend that's a continuation of the same things that plagued them a year ago. It's It's a continuation of the same problem. It would be different if they were a good team last year, but they weren't were awful and so being awful and then coming around and yes despite the long trip and it's a long trip they've been exceptionally sloppy and it's it's, possibly going to cost them here state starting pitching stepped up big this weekend and yet blowing that middle game to air force is brutal it is brutal absolutely and the bats weren't good enough this weekend Uh, they weren't so even with the good there's bad and I know, look, they, they put up 10 runs today, and, and that's great. But I think everybody saw uh, what, what I'm talking about. And so if that doesn't step up quickly, then we're going to be having similar conversations with them too. Six errors so far tonight, not good enough. Yeah, and, and yesterday it, it was a comedy of errors. Um, free bases, stuff like that. It's just simply what uh, what they've done. So, said so also couldn't really afford to lose that game to Arkansas. I got very close at the end, and they forced multiple turnovers. Yeah, Arkansas, frankly, didn't execute down the stretch. Arkansas should have, could have, would have. Yeah, they didn't, but should have won that game. And, uh, and again, they didn't. So, Wednesday becomes incredibly interesting now. Um, it's going to be a good environment. I mean, it's it's the egg bowl of basketball. Fans get jacked up for this game. Uh, it's very important for Mississippi State. They gotta they gotta kind of win this one too. Now it's not a must win, but they it's one that they kind of need to win. 
Um, and, and they kind of limp into it. They, they, they didn't play particularly well uh, yesterday. Neither did Ole Miss, but they did not play particularly well yesterday. And so, um, you know, something's got to give here uh, for uh, for sure. So should be a really fun game. I'm very excited uh, about this one, uh, to, to be honest with you guys. I'm really looking forward to this game. So much as we love baseball, basketball being good instead is more beneficial to your bottom line, and it's not close. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's more – okay, more fun is a subjective term. Everybody likes what they like. You know, it, it, it's a running joke uh, with me on the radio show about – you know, my, my NBA team, I, like the, our audience really picks on me because I am a, am a diehard basketball fan for a t- like, I'm not even from new Orleans that my, how I became a fan story is just so bad. Like it's the worst. Like I, my dad didn't take me to a Pelicans game when I was seven and I got Chris Paul's Jersey or whatever, you know, it's like I moved to Jackson 10 years ago and, um, I had an apartment that I couldn't afford anything else because the apartment was taking all of my money. And so it came with like a basic cable package and I got to watch the saints and I got to watch the Pelicans and, and that's really it. And I just decided, you know, I love new Orleans. It's a really cool city. It's like my favorite city on earth. Might as well be a fan since I live kind of close and it's the only thing I can watch. Anyway, I got like 15 channels and one of them was Fox sports, new Orleans. And I, uh, on Sunday, got the saints as well and when i first moved here i had no friends whatsoever so it was like hey i might as well adopt these teams and become a fan and uh you know pop on down to new orleans for basketball games and and i became a fan that way but um meaningful basketball to me is uh is the most fun thing in sports it is and especially college basketball making an ncaa tournament run looking at joe lenardi's bracketology looking at how many wins you have left and then the environments that follow. But when that bracket comes out and and you've got the team on it, like that that feeling cannot get replicated in, in anything else. Now, we're going to get that in football. We're finally going to get that in college football with the expanded playoff. You're, you're going to get to see your, your team's name called in the selection format. That's going to be awesome. But there, there's nothing like Selection Sunday where they're unveiling the bracket. Here's the East region and here's the West region and who are you going to get paired up with? And let's fill out our brackets. And that just, it does something to me. It, it's just so um, euphoric. I don't know what the word is. That's probably a weird word to say, but um, getting that opportunity, it just, it doesn't happen enough or, around here. And um, And I'm glad that we're in the midst of a season where, we're going to have an Ole Miss State game uh, in the back half of February that really matters like that again. And Saturday, uh, I mean, I'm sitting here watching State, just kind of sweat through it. And, like, you know, I'm sitting here just watching kind of in angst for some reason. And then the same thing with Ole Miss later that night. And and it's just there's something about that that I, I don't think baseball replicates. It just it, it doesn't do that for me. And so – I know it matters a lot here, and it does. It really does. But, man, I think too many people are just dismissive of what the next few weeks could be for basketball around here and what it does to, to a fan base. So, Rivas and Elliott being healthy does not fix the offensive issues. Yeah, Rivas and Elliott are not hitting with runners in scoring position. So, that that, that would have only 
had they been available, only fixed part of the problem. And and situational hitting has um, has not been good. Austin Simmons going into the uh, to the game though for Ole Miss, so at least there's something. So they have two more innings to overcome a six run deficit. Another news: Ole Miss women's hoops got a big comeback win over State today. You assume Cross's lead over Haydad grows. Yeah, yeah, it does. I, I actually watched that. I, I was flipping through Twitter and saw that it was going into overtime, and so I, I flipped over to watch the, uh, the the overtime period. So yeah, that was um, that was interesting. That that was interesting for sure. You agreed with my comment. Just signed the correct scorecard regarding speech DQ, but isn't this a silly process slash rule? You can't really think of something more silly in sports. Uh, so, so here, Jay, is, is why I, I respectfully, of course, disagree with you. Um, it's a little bit different at Riviera where there's, you know, there's a gallery on every hole that, you know, every shot is tracked and, and all that stuff. Like, it's a little bit different there, but you have to have the same rules for every uh, sanctioned event, right? And so you've got, for example, the Sanderson Farms Championship here in Jackson. Um, it is incredibly well run. It is a great event. When it comes time, I will talk about that for weeks about how you should go because the golf is great. The access to the players is awesome. The people that run it do a phenomenal job. The course is always in good shape. They have football on big screens on the course, so you don't miss your football games. It is a phenomenal event. I love it, and I'm glad it's here. But there's not the galleries, there's not the attention to it. And the the people that work the shot link and uh, that are holding the the scorecards and stuff are volunteers that get like a, a couple hours of training before they hit the course. They could make mistakes. It's it's certainly possible that they could make a mistake on the course. And so as a player, you should want to verify and confirm that your score is being kept correctly. It's a fundamental part of of the game anyway. If you're a traditionalist, like keeping your own score and being honest about keeping your own score is like a tenant of the sport. But wouldn't you want to keep you you and your playing opponent in check, your playing partner in check, especially at a tournament like the Sanderson Farm where let's pretend for a second that they hook one left on 14 on the other side of that fairway bunker and there's no crowd that can see what's going on over there and the volunteer scorekeeper doesn't know what's going on, and a a rule is bent or broken or scores recorded incorrectly and nobody catches it, and that one shot that he was able to give himself, whether on purpose or not, is the difference between winning and losing or the difference between ninth and 10th, and that's tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars, but it's the difference between winning and losing. Yes, I know... Most things are tracked and stuff like that. But as a player, wouldn't you want to to make sure that nobody can screw up your score? That there's no volunteer that can punch something in the, the incorrect way? Um, I I have no sympathy uh, for, for, for Spieth. Uh, just rec- record your score correctly and, and verify it. It's so simple to do. When you finish your hole, write your score down, move on. Um, it, it's just too easy for them to do 
for us to want to change the rule to baby already babied professional athletes. Um, Just sign the correct scorecard. It's really that simple. Um, There are actual cheaters that play professional golf all the time. One now plays for live and nobody cares about him anymore, but um, wouldn't you want as many checks and balances on the, the correct score as possible? I don't know. Anyway, appreciate you, Jay. Egg Bowl basketball week, baby. Yeah, something like that. Seeing how compl- something like that. Seeing how Kentucky is playing now, that makes the Ole Miss game even more important for state. No doubt, Kentucky's uh, uh, on fire a, a little bit right now. So, you admit to being a state homer, but just seeing guys be able to throw strikes is encouraging, and you were overall happy with the weekend despite losing the middle game. It's fair enough, man. I mean, absolutely. Uh, because they did significantly pitch it better. I mean, through strikes, didn't waste pitches, uh, were comfortable attacking batters, a lot of strikeouts, a lot of strikeouts. Um, yeah, look, it's a series win. Uh, turning your nose up at a series win, uh, I think, would be stupid. I mean, me sitting here, if if I were to say that this weekend was bad for Mississippi State, that would me be... That would just be me being like a takesman, just like trying to, you know, stoke reaction. It's a fine weekend. You win a series, um, all good uh, from that front. Was it a little uninspiring? Sure, but it is a series win. That is certainly better than the alternative. Uh, If you win every series you play, you will be a national champion. So, um, yeah, certainly not bad, just not something that we're going to sit here and like, you know, Throw a uh, throw a party for, which is not what you're doing uh, at all. I think your message is absolutely absolutely fair. So, Richard Cross commentated over Ole Miss's tournament chances, almost hitting rock bottom. <laughs> Man, I still give him crap about the Arkansas game from 2021. You guys remember that? Uh, because, and I feel bad because it actually did. Like, like there were people that really got personal with him. So I'm kind of like poking a, a a wound because if you guys remember that game, that was the 52-51 or 53-52 game. But Arkansas, at the end of the game, threw the ball out of the back of the end zone. And Richard, it the, he, the guy, K.J. Jefferson threw it right to Richard. I mean, every human being's reaction is to catch the ball. But because he caught the ball, the clock stopped with just enough time, just enough time for Arkansas to run another play. If he would have let that ball hit the ground, the clock probably runs out and the game is over. There were real, actual people that were aggressively angry at Richard. Because he caught that ball. Again, it was thrown directly at him. K.J. Jefferson threw a football right at him, and he, he caught it because he th- it threw right at him. But there, there were actual people, real people, that got like angry to the point where you were wondering, like, hey, do we need to, you know, just like flag this to make sure that 
that everything's okay kind of deal, like aggressively angry at him uh, about that. And if Ole Miss would have lost that game, it would have gone differently. They won, and it still went like that. So I still kind of poke him about that. If Ole Miss would have lost yesterday, especially considering that every time he calls state games, they win, I don't know if Haydad would have ever let him live that down. You, you call state games, they win. You call Ole Miss games, they lose and blow their tournament chances. It wouldn't have been me. I, I've already poked him enough on the Arkansas thing. Re Ole Miss basketball, they played like a team that took three L's in a row and got their confidence rocked, getting jobbed out of a win in South Carolina, losing a lead at home to Auburn, and a horrific trip to Rupp. Yeah, I, I hated the body language uh, in the first half and, and early second half. And and I don't you look, I don't know where that came from. Maybe it was as simple as they expected to kind of steamroll Missouri because they're awful and uh, didn't give maximum effort. But it um, that that was a big problem. They turned it on and won the game, which is the important thing. But I, I really didn't like the effort and body language at uh, at all. The Ole Miss State game, the Pavilion, a few weeks ago, something you don't think baseball can touch. It's just a more free-flowing, exciting sport. 100% agree, especially in the regular season. Holcomb was disappointing. Sierra and Dome got knocked around a little bit, but the staff looked much improved. You're a believer in the lineup and think the bats will come uh, around. Yeah, Call was excellent yesterday. Um, San Gerundrillo, who I guess they're – Throwing them all righty. Um, and they did say on the broadcast today that he throws like five miles an hour faster from the right than the left. So I guess that's why. But um, he was good today. And uh, Lamona said after the game that he was fine. Like the, the injury is nothing to worry about. So that's good. Fielding was good overall, especially on the left side of the infield, which was a huge issue last year. Well, at one point, weren't they feel, uh, fielding uh, at third? Wasn't it? Wasn't it third base? that they were fielding uh, in the 700s. Wasn't that third? I think so. Anyway, limit the base running mistakes, and that solves a lot of your issues. Absolutely. South Carolina on Saturday in the Pavilion is the game that they have to win. I agree. I agree. South. I think they match up well with South, uh, with South Carolina. So one and two this week while playing competitively for Ole Miss is okay. The, those last three just need to be wins, though. Yep. That's tough to do. Malice had returned to the mound for Ole Miss for two innings. He looked good, apparently. I didn't get to watch it because nobody did, but apparently he looked good. If you remember, he was surprisingly dominant in 2022. Absolutely. They need him to be back this season if they're going to be competing well. Yeah. I just saw this, too. Washington and Long Beach State game just ended in a 3-3 to tie due to a curfew in the bottom of the 17th. What a joke that is. I mean, come on. We're, we're, we still have time rules. In college sports, when Cal, Berkeley, California, and Stanford, California are in the Atlantic Coast Conference. So Cal and Stanford's volleyball teams are going to have Tuesday night games in Clemson, but we're still having curfews for baseball? I mean, come on. When can we stop pretending that college sports is about college? I mean, come on. I mean, you would think that the ACC doing what they did would have ended the charade of curfews, yet here we are. Those two teams battled out for 17 innings, and they didn't get to see it through? What a joke. Simmons got two Ks in a 1-2-3 inning. He's got electric stuff, man. He's an electric athlete. He uh, he really is. 
He's an electric athlete. I am curious to uh, to see how much they're able to or how much he's able to contribute for spring practice because I don't expect Jackson Dart to participate much. And so the two quarterbacks that are going to be fighting for the job in 2025 would seemingly get a lot of reps. And um, if one's playing baseball, the other is going to get to kind of take the reins on that. So you didn't know that about Cross. That's hilarious. I'm telling you, man. I mean, I I felt bad for him because I, I didn't realize how personal some of the stuff was getting at first. But like that Monday on the show, we were like, Richard, let the ball fall. You almost cost Ole Miss a win. And we spent the rest of the season doing that. And then turns out not not everybody had the same uh, lighthearted approach uh, out of that. But anyway. Evidence Ole Miss needs a new hitting coach. Peyton Chatagnier transfers to TCU and starts mashing. Yeah, and, and I guess McCants had a good weekend too, but but those guys, um, they, they mashed bad pitching at Ole Miss too. It's it's just, we'll see in SEC play or in Big 12 play how improved they actually are. That Iowa series in two weeks is going to tell us uh, going to tell a lot of the tale. Absolutely, uh, I mean, look, I think this weekend we're learning a little bit. It's just one, but I think we're kind of learning something uh, so far, anyway. But yeah, if if Iowa comes in and, and beats Ole Miss, I think you're in for a long year. Those rules have been outdated for years. You guess there's no way in 2024 for kids to do coursework online. I mean, coursework. Give, give me a break. Um, they, they all do it online anyway. They all have tutors anyway. But we are, I mean, Cal is going to play a Wednesday night basketball game at Rutgers. You know, I, I mean, so they're going to fly from Los Angeles. Let's see what this flight is. So I guess Newark would be the closest. So they're going to take a five-hour cross-country flight the day before the game, I assume. They don't fly in the day of. So they'll fly cross-country on Tuesday to play an 8 o'clock tip on Wednesday, get on a plane after the game, Some, I mean, at least three hours after the game, right? So they play a three-hour basketball game. They get done with media and showers and all that. You know, depart for the airport, what, 12.30, 1 o'clock, get on the plane, 2, 2.30, get back to California at 8 o'clock in the morning. You know, I mean, is that that's what we're talking about here? But we've got curfews now? Whatever. Maybe the whole chair rush taken away thing is going to be for the best and no empty chairs. <laughs> Probably. Hot take, Iowa baseball averages more runs per game than Iowa football averaged points per game. They will average more runs per game than scoring plays, right? So if you take field goals, extra points, touchdowns, uh, what, what did Iowa average points per game? Let's see. 
this computer really is slow. 15.4 points per game. So that is that is four scoring plays per game, essentially, right? Two touchdowns, two extra points. They will average more than four runs per game this season. That'll happen. That that will happen. Question for Ole Miss fans, would they take a Sweet 16 if it meant baseball was bad again? Uh, If that answer is no, they're insane. Absolutely yes. My goodness, what a Sweet 16 does for you. And how much fun a Sweet 16 run is. Especially since it's only happened once ever. Story about Ole Miss to Kentucky this week. The Lexington Airport closes their air traffic control at 1230. So the team had about 40 minutes from the horn sounding to be seated on the plane to depart. Wow. Wow. Don't you think they'd make like a special exception to find, you know, a a team out of town? I mean, you'd think that they would, uh, you know, get somebody to work overtime to help the, the Kentucky basketball team have an opponent play. I don't know. It's ridiculous. You gave them too much credit at 18 points per game. Yeah, so they averaged four scoring plays per season if you count extra points as scoring plays. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, yeah, they'll average more than that in baseball this year for sure. So. That Ole Miss-Hawaii game still is not over, but unless they can get six runs and three outs, it's going to be. That's uh, that's tough. That is a tough series split this weekend. So take away defensive scores. Oh, see, and it's even more. But hey, that no, that still counts though, because that is a scoring play. We're talking about Iowa football, right? Um, speaking of really weird scoring plays, by the way, uh, did you guys see how Purdue lost to Ohio State this weekend? This stat is going to blow your mind. This is courtesy of Cobra Stats. Since 2008, Purdue has had six games in which they were perfect from the foul line. They are one in five in those games. So they beat Iowa on January 16th of 2008. They were 12 of 12 from the free throw line, and they they won by five. In 2011, they were 13 of 13 and lost to Minnesota. Lost to Wisconsin in 15 being perfect. Lost to Texas Tech being perfect. Lost to Maryland being perfect. And they were 20 of 20 from the free throw line today against Ohio State. And they lost. They lost. Being 20 of 20 from the free throw line, they lost. Unbelievable. You were more excited about not playing Iowa than you were about making the Peach Bowl. That offense was so boring. Yeah, in hindsight, I mean, what what a great... Um, choice by the selection committee right i mean could you imagine they you know the fan base fever pitch would still be at an all-time high just with what they have coming back and stuff like that but it it wouldn't be the same would it if it was iowa in the citrus bowl in a, in a game that would have just been stupid ugly and, and terrible as opposed to atlanta and that stadium beating penn state the way they did uh i mean don't you think that – what? because people say bowl games just don't matter. Nobody cares about bowl games. They don't matter. They don't matter. They don't matter. Tell me the difference, how differently you guys would feel and how differently people would look at Ole Miss after the Penn State win in Atlanta in that environment in the way they won versus beating Iowa in the Citrus Bowl 35-7. to 
you know, it 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 did matter. It and, and you know, hype or whatever, it may may not matter to you, and I understand that, but it it, it certainly feels different when you're talking about it, one hundred percent. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Penn State was missing a few players for sure. And, and Ole Miss famously not missing uh, players uh, from that either. They definitely weren't missing two offensive tackles. Uh, they're starting offensive tackles. Those guys weren't missing. They're, they're starting defensive end. He, he wasn't missing either. Um, a safety, he wasn't missing at all. Their running back didn't get knocked out of the game early. That, that didn't happen either. No, the, the excuses were were absolutely uh, insane, especially from James Franklin after the game. I, it's a pet peeve of mine. Um, the, the, the taking ownership or lack thereof from coaches drives me crazy. It, it really does. You're, you're a $10 million a year football coach. Um, and I mean, it's, it was Franklin after that. It was Hugh Freeze after their bowl game. I, I cannot stand when when coaches throw anything, anybody under the bus besides themselves. You you are the program. You lose, you own it. Oh, we had players out. So did your opponent. No excuses. Play like a champion. Don't you tell your team that? Next man up, all that stuff. Can't stand it. I, I, I cannot the, – the – the whining and the excuse making from coaches is so prevalent in college football today. And some people in in my business, although I'm a nobody, um, like parrot the complaining. Oh my gosh, it's so hard with the transfer portal. They're making millions of dollars a year, man. I mean, millions of dollars a year. Sean Elliott bolted from his team during spring practice. Okay, I, I just. I'm complaining about complaining, so joke's on me. But, yeah, unless you're beating Georgia, nothing else matters, according to some experts. Yeah, uh, that's right. You know, that that talking point this season was rooted in intellect. And Anyway, that's why you like Chris Beard so much, never makes excuses. Every single time. Because you know, you know he wants to he wants to say things about certain players and their effort, but he doesn't. And I, I do appreciate that, actually, because there are, especially after the South Carolina game, certain players needed to be called out publicly. And they weren't because you're the coach, you own it, and you deal with that internally. That's what that's what's supposed to happen. Thoughts on the absolute state of Memphis basketball? You mean the dumpster fire that is Memphis basketball? Yeah, I mean... They're kind of stuck with that, right? I mean, are, are they making a move after this year, even though everybody knows that it's not working and it's not going to work? I think that answer is no. So it's actually, to, to be honest with you, I, I find it kind of funny, truthfully. You know, it's Air Force and you can't take much from it, but this time last year, State walked 10-plus batters against teams like Jackson State. When you looked at State pitching staff, how did they impress you this weekend? Excuse me. I had to sneeze there. Um, just the, the fact that they filled up the zone, Hunter, uh, that, that it, it was such a stark difference. Um, and, and it's a lot of similar guys, too, right? Uh, um, I mean, we, we've seen at least two of the three weekend starters already. 
And then Call was was really good, like I said before. But just the fact that they they filled up the zone and and they they didn't give any free passes and they, they were comfortable and confident throwing strikes and it's just such a it sounds so elementary, but it's true. It's they just they didn't they didn't do that a year ago. And so watching state pitchers consistently and going deeper ish, you know they. Well, most didn't stretch any of them really, but watching them go into games, throwing strikes and forcing Air Force to put the ball in play and beat them that way, as opposed to free passes, seems elementary and seems like, you know, yeah, no shit, Michael, but it's just very different than what we saw last year. He wouldn't have handled the South Carolina game as well as he did. I wouldn't have either. Would not have uh, either, but, you know. I assume part of the reason why he's successful. And, you know, James Franklin's a successful football coach. What what he did at Vanderbilt, a minor miracle. Uh, I mean, if you look back at his record at that place, he was great. But don't make excuses, man. Your team was not as well coached as the team that you played. That's on you. That's on you and nobody else. Can't stand it. But anyway. All right, guys. I've I've got to go. I've got I'm struggling here a little bit. I've I've got to go. Uh, I've got to go fix this. So I appreciate you. We'll be back Tuesday night. Uh, yeah, and it, you know we're not going to say to the end of the Ole Miss game. It's eleven to four now. So it uh, tough uh, tough weekend. And again, now that I said that, they're going to come back, but it does not feel like that is going to happen. Either way, did not uh, did not pitch it well enough um, the last two games. Pretty, pretty rough. Anyway, uh, we'll be back Tuesday. We'll talk Egg Bowl basketball, other baseball things, whatever else comes up between now and then. Uh, I will also uh, do some kind of post tomorrow. I was going to this weekend. I just, um, little man and I just did all kinds of stuff, and I couldn't get around to posting on YouTube. So anyway, uh, those will be back this week as well. So I appreciate you guys. We'll be back Tuesday for a live. Um, let's see. It'll be 8 o'clock. It'll be 8 o'clock on the nose on uh, on Tuesday night. So I'll see you guys then. You'll have a, a good rest of your Sunday, and I'll talk to you soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.